I'm Lori Short, and today's 10-minute podcast is for anyone who feels abandoned by God in your difficult circumstances, especially when your difficult circumstances were caused by someone else. I am so glad you tuned in. Today's episode is for you, or maybe you can pass it to someone else you know needs it. Each week, I give a spiritual insight that I hope will encourage you in your relationship with God. And these insights come from my book, Faith, Doubt, and God's Mysterious Timing, and the Bible stories that I reference in that book. And maybe you're wondering why I go to the Bible for the wisdom that I give in these podcasts. I actually just recently preached a sermon on this very subject, Why the Bible is a Book We Can Trust. So I would encourage you, if you want to hear more about that, to find the sermon on the YouTube link of Ocean Hills Church. But today's insight comes from a story that I love because of what it teaches us about the way God works with us. The person we're going to look at today is Hagar, and there are two parts to her story. They're found in Genesis 16 and 21. Hagar is the Egyptian maidservant that lived with Abraham and Sarah, and Sarah recruits her to have a baby with Abraham because she can't wait anymore for God to bring the baby to her and Abraham. She feels that she's too old, and she now needs to help God make this promise happen. So she creates this plan to do it through Hagar, which in those days was culturally acceptable, People often built their families with wives and maidservants. But Hagar is the victim in this story. She doesn't initiate this. And then she gets pregnant, and predictably, Sarah gets jealous and starts mistreating her. So she runs away. And in Genesis 16, God meets Hagar in the desert. She's crying, and she feels all alone. And he meets her in the form of an angel and tells her she's going to be all right. And Hagar actually names God the one who sees me. Hagar realizes she's not alone in her pain. She's not abandoned by God. But then God tells her to go back to Abraham and Sarah, that they will provide for her and her child. Go back? to the place where she was mistreated, she has to trust God that he will be with her and she will be okay. And she is. Her baby is born and eventually is circumcised. But after Sarah gets pregnant and has Isaac, once again, Sarah is jealous. She doesn't want Abraham to have two families. So she tells Abraham to send Hagar away. So the first time Hagar runs away, but the second time she is sent away. And this second part of her story is in Genesis 21. Abraham takes her to the desert and leaves her with a flask of water and some food. And the water runs out. And so she puts her son Ishmael over under a bush and she's crying and she feels that he is going to die and that she is once more alone. And once more, God finds her there in the desert and he comforts her. He tells her that her child will grow up and become a nation. 
But this time, God does not tell her to go back. She's to move forward with her child into an unknown future where she will no longer be a slave. It's interesting to think about the way that God works with Hagar in this passage. When she ran away, God sent her back and promised to be with her. But when she was sent away, God tells her to move forward and promises to be with her in an unknown future. It seems that God uses our circumstances to strengthen us. Having to go back to Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 16 was probably scary for Hagar, but God wanted her to trust him and build her faith by seeing that he was with her in circumstances that she was scared about. And things must have gotten pretty good because Ishmael is born and grows up, and it appears that Hagar has grown comfortable in her situation. It's only after Isaac is born that Sarah wants her sent away. But this time, God does not send Hagar back. He wants her to be free, to live her life with Ishmael and trust that God will provide for her. He tells her to lift the boy up and take him by the hand and that he will make Ishmael into a great nation. So he gives her hope through this promise about her son. She might have wanted to go back this time because it was predictable and safe, and that is how God took care of her before. But God moves her into the unknown. And I think what happens to Hagar is a message for us and the way that God works with us. We tend to accommodate ourselves to situations that might not be best, but then when God moves us out, we resist because we've grown comfortable where we are. There were two kinds of fear that Hagar had to face. The first was to go back to a situation that she didn't want to be in, but the second was to move ahead into the unknown when she had grown comfortable where she was. I wonder if you can relate to either of these situations. You can see God working with Hagar in her story and showing her new things about himself and also new things about herself. Have you ever noticed that God always has something to teach us? We get one thing down and he moves to another area of our lives and pushes us out of our comfort zone. It seems that God does not want us to be too comfortable where we are. He is always pushing us to that next step of growth. Every situation you're in, whether you're uncertain or scared or feeling alone, is an opportunity for God to show you that he is with you no matter what you face. So often when we're comfortable and have things figured out, we're not looking for God to help us. But when we're uncomfortable and being pushed out of our comfort zone, that's when we are looking for God's help and he is there to give it to us. That's how he builds our trust. So Hagar goes on from there, presumably back to Egypt and her people, because that's where the passage says she gets a wife for Ishmael. So she goes to where she was not a slave. She was free and she could build her own family. 
So you see God's hand of love, even when he took Hagar through her fears to get there. And that's what God does with us. So often he takes us through our fears to where he wants us to be. And he can see ahead. He knows how great it's going to be for us. But we have to trust him through the fear part to get there. And again, that's how he builds our trust. So what is God doing in your life? Where is he pushing you to trust him? I hope that Hagar's story is an encouragement that no matter how hard your circumstances are, God is with you and he will increase your trust as you let him lead. Thanks for tuning in. If you are encouraged by today's podcast, be sure to check out Lori's new book, Faith, Doubt, and God's Mysterious Timing. Lori also has a new 10-week video study to accompany the book, which can be found on RightNowMedia and LoriShort.com.